What's up, everybody? I'm Luke Buckley. Joe Marina with me again today. Glad to be back with you here on the uh, Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. Uh, Off-season rolls on. We are approaching the draft. I think, are we two weeks, uh, three weeks away? Three weeks exactly away? Isn't it the... the, the, the... Oh, next, next week? week? I thought it was, a, I thought it was July 8th. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm... Oh, that would have been after free. <laughs> it's... Next Wednesday. Well, there we go. Show so much yeah. of a draft guy I am. Great yeah, start to the show. To Great start. The <laughs> we're back to the July first free agency day as well. So, oh, the... good. Yeah. So the world uh, is yes. indeed back to normal. That's sign number one. Yes, the NHL draft calendar is back to normal, meaning that. Everything is fine on a Wednesday and a Thursday this year, which as long as I've been following the draft, I've never seen anything like that. It used to be a Friday. The last time there was like a weird setup. Yeah, it's usually like a Friday would be day one and then day two would be Saturday. In yeah. 2013, the the New Jersey draft, the whole draft was in one day. I remember mm-hmm. or they might have done round two on that Friday. I remember it would be like first round and then it just carried right over, mm-hmm. but they haven't done anything like that since, but I don't know why this draft is on a random Wednesday this year. Ratings are probably going to be not as good, but you know, the NHL oh, yeah. knows more than us, so we'll see what happens there, but yeah. Well, the, Wednesday. the NHL also knows a lot about terrible ratings, uh, judging from this season, I think. Wasn't this the lowest rated Stanley Cup? Like, Ever, <laughs> maybe not, not sure. ever, but um, I saw that'd be kind of that. surprising though with the cup being on TNT. You know, it seems that ratings have not been good. Surprisingly, with going to TNT, maybe they need to move to ESPN. <laughs> Don't they? Are, are they? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say. I think they're alternating every yeah. year for this new agreement. But yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So uh, here we are. Of course, the uh, Sabres have made a uh, couple signings, a uh, couple re-signings. Um, but before we get into that, I'd like to start off on a little bit of a lighthearted note. Uh, show show the listeners, if you're if you're watching on uh, on YouTube, of course, you can check us out on YouTube now. Uh, just type in Cautiously Optimistic on YouTube, and we'll pop up. It's a show logo, and you'll find us. Subscribe and like, whatever. Joe, uh, show the listeners uh, your drink. My drink? Yeah, show them your drink. Because I, okay, yeah, see, that color scheme, the blue, yellow, blue, I thought Joe was drinking a Twisted Tea <laughs> before we came on. And he is leaving for vacation, so I was like, is he pre-gaming um, on air? And I know you're driving, so in hindsight, maybe that wouldn't have been so smart. Right. I should have thought about that, but uh, I, that that looks so much like a Twisted Tea. Yes, it is the Swedish fish flavor of the ghost energy drink. Mm. Uh, you know, being... Yeah. At the age I am now, I'm starting to lose my metabolism, so I'm trying to cut out the sugar. And so, uh, but I need the caffeine, and I don't like coffee. So, oh, trying to break in the sugar free energy drink that won't taste terrible. So, there you go. Swedish fish flavor. Very good. Good. Well, highly recommend. That's good. And folks, you can uh, correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I told Joe before we went on air that like black coffee. Might be the purest form of energy you can get, but 
I rest my case. But if that tastes good, have at it. No sugar. It's amazing. No sugar. Good. Good. I imagine lots of good. caffeine. Oh, good. Well, good. There you go. Good way to kickstart your day. As you as you mentioned, going on vacation tonight. Yes. We're we're driving to Minnesota. My sister, brother-in-law, and my niece and nephew. So it should be. Oh, that'll be fun. Quite the adventure. Yeah. Uh, of. 14, 15 hour drive to see some family. And that sounds like a blast. Hopefully, in an ideal world, I will be back in Buffalo by the time of the draft on Wednesday. At if I am back least. in town, yes, if I am back in town, we will most likely be doing a live stream similarly to what we did on draft lottery day. Hopefully, we'll have a couple guests on, kind of offer some analysis. Assuming I'm not driving during the draft. So, yeah, fingers crossed. uh, Still in motion. I'll probably know more over the next few days or so. As long as you're in the door of your house by pick 13, right? I think that would be sufficient. Right. Yes. Unless there's a trade. But yeah, so. Correct. Yes. Um, I know we wanted to start with uh, maybe uh, inflating our tires a bit, right, Joe, about <laughs> the uh, zemgis Gergensen deal, because if my memory serves me correct, and I think you recall this too, I think we said $2.5 was right in the range for zemgis Gergensen's, and that's what right. he gets on a one-year extension uh, to stay with the Sabres. So uh, we wanted it. What do you think? Him and Oposo signed the same contract, both one year, two and a half million. Uh, I thought he would maybe get more than one year. I, I think in my armchair GM article on the chargingbuffalo.net, I had Gergensen's on a three-year deal at about two and a half. It might have been 2.3, something like that. But he was at 2.2 before. So a nice little raise for Gergensen's. I know a lot of people were kind of surprised that they re-signed him, but if you pay attention, Gergensen's wanted to come back. The whole team wanted him back, and Adams wanted him back. And probably Granado wanted him back, too. Like, you connect the dots, it makes sense. He's coming back. They still need veteran leadership on the team. The guy's been here in the organization for 11 years now, coming up on... 11 years since he's been drafted and he loves it here clearly. And, you know, he probably could have went to free agency, gotten a four or five year deal from a contending team, but he wanted to see it through here, similarly to Oposo. So these guys, they like it here. They help turn around the culture and they want to see it through. And what better guy to see it through than Zemis Gergensen's who is seen the beginning middle and end of this rebuild in buffalo yeah and after last season i think we finally got a chance to see just how valuable he was because he played on what i still consider was a good team it was Mm -hmm. a really good team um and when you're in the position the sabers are in why would you deconstruct any part of your roster unless it was a, a glaring weakness right now it seems like all they want to do is retain and add. Uh, yes. I, 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 I did not get to hear any of the pressers uh, this week, but I did catch some quotes, and I know that 
they're interested in uh, bringing back Tyson Jost. Mm-hmm. Um, so he should be back on the team, and they're linked to some uh, defensemen. Um, Correct. Notably, Brett. We'll Pesci. get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But his name isn't floated about. So I I love it just because I mean they're they weren't in they're not in a position anyway to subtract from the team. There's no reason to. Uh, it was injuries in defense that doomed you last year. Um, so they're not they're not going to try and improve on anything other than what needs improvement, right? Like they mm-hmm. brought back the guys that were solid and succeeded last year. Uh, so no surprise bringing them back, you know, keep them on that line of the Pozo. And um, no, it's, it's a net positive all the way around. He scores 10 goals every season. Mm-hmm. Every season he's healthy for the last four or five years. I want to say the guy scored double digit goals. And I know a big gripe that fans have with Gergensen's is he doesn't produce offense, but he does. He's their best defensive forward. He kills penalties. Wasn't as good of a penalty killer last year, but from his whole body of work throughout his entire career, he's been a good penalty killer. And he produces goals every season he's healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if they extend him beyond this contract, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on how some of their prospects pan out. But yeah, it's it's it was a no brainer bringing him back. And I know that like, yeah, could you do an upgrade? Maybe. But he's a fourth line player. Like you're it's a lateral move at best if you were going to replace Angus Gergensen's. Well, on one hand, you're looking at a fourth line player for Gergensen's. You're that would be the replacement level like a miles wood or pierre engvall but you run the risk of okay you want to replace gergensen's he's also going to be fielding offers from other teams and also from a replacement perspective those guys have to want to be here too and then all of a sudden okay gergensen's goes to sign with pittsburgh and engvall stays in on the island and miles wood goes to winnipeg i don't know And now you're like, oh, whoops, what do we do now? They got a guy that they like, he wants to be here, and he's a good fit. Why not bring him back? I think I said it the day that they signed Gergensen to the extension. If you don't want him back, it's just like making a change for the sake of making a change. Like, he's a good player. Did he live up to his first-round pick draft status? No, but for God's sake, that was 11 years ago. It's time to (laughs) probably get over that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, uh, well said, first of all. And you want, uh, good for him. Missed yeah. the pandemic season, of course. Was it, was it a torn quad that kept him out? He got injured in the inter squad game before the season yeah. started. I remember watching so, it. It was, I don't know what the injury was, but it wasn't good. That's for sure. So uh, it's, it's, it's pretty yeah. cool that he worked his way back and, got another contract um in his career so not easy to come back from a uh, season ending injury no matter what it is i know it was a right. few years ago but uh still good on him and uh yeah key piece to that bottom six retained and tyson Josie mentioned him a little bit ago kevin adams asked about the prospect of bringing Tyson Jost back. And he was very enthusiastic about it. Yeah, we want him back. And if you listen to Jost 
speak on locker cleanout day. He wanted to come back too. He was like, I think he was citing when he was like talking to his parents or something about how great of a group they have in Buffalo and that he wants to be a part of it. Now he does have a high qualifying offer. He's making 2 million right now. I think his qualifying offer is like 2.25 million or something like that. And I know it's probably an overpay, but when you got the cap space that the Sabres have, who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, a lot of people just put too much stock into what guys are making. And in reality, right now, the Sabres have a ton of cap space. And if a fourth-line player is making a little bit too much money, what does it matter? And in the grand scheme of things, I think a lot of people are worried that bringing back Jost, Gergensen, Zoposo, they're going to block out the likes of Yuri Kulik or Isaac Rosan or Matt Savoy. But why are... It just doesn't make any sense. Like Kulik is not going to be playing on the fourth line. Kulik is a goal scorer. Yeah, you want him to develop that defensive game, but why not have him develop that defensive game in Rochester for another season instead of throwing him in the deep end in Buffalo saying, good luck, you're on the fourth line and you're probably not going to have the best line mates that are going to set you up for success. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, prepare for Yuri Kulik to go back to Rochester. It's going to happen. We've been saying this for months now. And if you really think about it, Luke, how many late first-round picks become basically full-time NHL players two years after being drafted? Yeah, good point. Not many. David Pasternak, Robert Thomas, that's about it Mm -hmm. in the last... 10, 15 years. There's not a lot of instances where a guy who was picked 25th, 26th, 27th overall, like Kulik was, where he is an everyday NHL player two seasons after being drafted. It just doesn't happen. It's okay to have some patience there. Well, just before we get uh, too far into that, uh, yeah, corner cap friendly, Tyson Joe's qualifying offer is uh two million two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more than what he's making right now. Which is fine. Yeah. It's chum change for this team. They'll be okay. Yeah. Uh and if if Jost is your thirteenth forward, you're probably in pretty good shape. Let's be honest. Uh he, he's probably their fourth line center, maybe third line center, but he's versatile. He can play wing too. Honestly, yeah, whatever I, they did with him yeah. last year, it worked. So he was good. <laughs> Keep doing that. I I don't know why people just assumed that they weren't going to give him a qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. I it just never made sense to me. I, a lot of people just thought that they were going to graduate Kulik and best of luck. Mm-hmm. It like yeah, Kulik had a great year in Rochester, but it's not the in the Sabers' nature to just rush the guys. He might be NHL ready, but they're at a point right now where they can be patient with their prospects. They have a good NHL roster. They can be patient. And yet Kulik is probably going to play NHL games next year, but he's not going to be an everyday player, especially given that they they're full at forward right now. They have 13 guys on the roster, assuming Joe's comes back and they have to trade Victor Olofsson. So He's not making the team, folks, unless there's a rash of injuries in preseason, that is. Well, another signing that was made and I think is 
I think a minor relief uh, certainly was to me, uh, and also just uh, pleasant to have him around. Lucas Rusek yeah. has re-signed with the Sabres. Uh, there were rumors a couple months ago maybe he'd go overseas. They were debunked a little bit, uh, but I think kind of that the specter of that was lingering over Rusek for a little while. But the Sabres have locked him up. Uh, I think it was was it one year that they signed him back? Two to years. Two, Two years. years. Oh, good. So at league minimum. So so you wonder if. I don't know. Does he float around the NHL roster? I mean, he came up here for a few games last year. There were injuries, uh, but he scored a goal. He looked pretty good. He can play that defensive role. Um, had some flashes offensively as well. Uh, so he's a guy who I wonder, I mean, you give him a two-year deal, you got to think he's at least the first call-up or he'll right. float around a little bit uh, on the main roster. I think he's an extra forward in Buffalo next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He still, he still needs to play, I believe 60 ish games to require waivers. So they can, if they wanted to send him to Rochester, they're able to. And, and also a good time to remind people that one way versus two way contracts don't have anything to do with waivers it's all about games played so if Rusek is only played two NHL games so he still needs to basically put in a full season of NHL games to require waivers so I think he'll probably be on the roster as a fill-in guy someone gets injured Rusek he can play up and down the lineup he showed that last year in his cup of coffee with the team brings a lot of speed energy and can produce offense so well how about this point per game point per game player at the nhl level (laughs) two games played points (laughs) yeah i was there uh, for his first nhl goal might have been against the canadians uh he i thought he didn't look out of place (laughs) whatsoever i'll go with his time in buffalo so Mm -hmm. i think it's time for him to get some get more in two games at the nhl level yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm, this... I'm excited about Rusek. I'm glad that they were able to keep him in the fold. He's a little bit older. 24 uh, years old. Yeah, he was, dra- He was, I think, in the last Botterill draft. So he was, I think he was 20 when they drafted him. So he was a double overager. Uh, nice to see him work out. I, I really like him as a player. I liked him as a prospect. And he's a guy who put a lot of work in, in Rochester, and it's paying off. And mm. he's... We're, I think it's an interesting situation depending on how they handle free agency because mm-hmm. they could they can very well bring in a couple depth forwards to be their 13th and 14th forward or it can be Rusek and Brett Murray. Brett Murray's another guy who could be yeah, Brett the threat on the edge of making the NHL roster. And I believe at Murray's age, he might have to go through waivers uh next season and given his size and his AHL production I wonder if Brett Murray would get claimed off the waivers if the Sabres put him through so maybe they'd be more inclined to give him a roster spot out of the gate that might that would be something interesting to follow I would have to double check cap friendly to make sure that Murray is no longer waivers exempt for next season but that's something to keep an eye out for I'm trying. I don't know where to find it. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> under. Uh, I think it's under calculators. 
Oh, I see. Calculators. Waivers, waivers calculator. calculator. There it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Team. Sabres. Where the hell is he? Brett Murray, where are you? Eh, anywho. He may or may not be. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's waivers exempt anymore, so and I think an Oilers beat reporter from like last year or so brought Murray up as a trade candidate. Oh, I don't wow. think Brett I don't think Brett Murray is anything special, but he he's a great AHL player. Uh so it'd be nice to see him get a chance, but like at his size and his AHL production, I feel like some team would claim him mm-hmm. off waivers if Buffalo can't find a spot for him. But we'll see. He's yeah. six Rusev, five. Yeah, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Big Murs, they like to call him. I love it. Still think he should be called the threat, but Brett the threat Murray. Whatever. I want to talk about Jordan Greenway. Okay. Really quick. Uh the skyline, maybe it happens next year. We'll see. But I think a lot of people are just writing Greenway off. It's kind of, it's kind of sad. The guy barely played here last year, and it seems like a lot of people are writing him off. Was was it perfect? No, not perfect. But he's a good defensive forward, big, adds some physicality to the lineup, and I think there's more to give there. After he came back from that injury, he ended the season very strongly. I. A lot of people thought that he was probably just the Gergensen's replacement. But listen, you don't give up a second and a fifth round pick for a fourth line player that signed for two more years at three million. So they're going to give this guy every opportunity to play up and down the lineup and succeed. And mm-hmm. Granado's a big believer in him. Remember, he was pounding the table for him on deadline day. So. Yes. You know, maybe if it doesn't work out, they look to trade him or buy him out at the end of the year or two, but they're going to give this guy a chance to succeed. And that's not on the fourth line. Well, it's not going to happen on the fourth line because Gergensen's and Oposo are back. So he's going to be in a top nine role. Whether you, you love it or hate it, it's going to happen. Uh, maybe people are overlooking it because they're assuming that Kulik or Savoy will make the jump right away uh someone will be here but but yeah uh he's there to throw a wrench in the plans and yeah he'll be on the the everyday roster of course he had a a bumpy start to his career here but he was injured uh, yeah but no he finished off really strong one of the key contributors uh down the stretch had some really important timely goals um so yeah i'm excited for him get it get a training camp under his belt right yes work with the staff mm -hmm. have some time off with the team, hang around the team a little bit in a not as stressful um, or time sensitive environment. Just get around the team a little bit more and uh, he'll be fine. Listen, I trust Don Granado more than anyone. Mm-hmm. If Don Granado thinks he can turn this guy's career around, I believe it. And I'm willing to give him more than 15, 20 games to show it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving Greenway the whole year to show what he's got. So uh, he could be a great power forward and he just needed Don Granado to be the sculptor and sculpt that vision, but we'll see Mm -hmm. what happens there. But if Greenway works out and comes a 20 goal scorer, 
power forward can kill penalties. That's a great trade. And if it doesn't work out, you know, at least they went down swinging. Because mm-hmm. if you can, the, that kind of player, they don't grow on trees. A player that big with the skill that he has, defensive awareness that he has, if that mm-hmm. works out, that's a great move. But they can get out of that, I'm sure, uh, if it doesn't work out. So, yeah, I respect the effort on that Greenway trade. But mm-hmm. I think, folks, you got to give Greenway a little more time. You know, he yeah. came in, he was injured, came back and was good. I wouldn't write him off. Yeah, not 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 at all, as uh, some would say. Um, so, yeah, still uh, plenty to look forward to. Lots of guys coming back. Lots of guys sticking around and uh, lots of guys maybe um, making the uh, the jump next year. Uh, what else? Uh, what else has been happening lately? What else have we have we not quite covered? You want to talk about the goalies? Sure. Yeah, let's talk about the goalies. So yesterday, Adams was asked about his comfort level with his three goalies. And to no surprise, he said he was very comfortable. He thinks he has three NHL goaltenders. And of course, he's not doing his job if he's not looking around for upgrades, mm-hmm. which I think if he, I tweeted this yesterday, if you listen to what Kevin Adams says, he tells you what he's going to do always. He's not shy about telling you what his plan is, what he's looking to do last year, even before the deadline, he said that he wanted to maybe look to get a little tougher because they were getting bullied. He was looking for a depth defenseman ad and he did just that. They got Riley Stillman and they got Jordan Greenway, two tougher guys. He's telling you what his plan is. He's comfortable with those three goalies. Does that mean he's going to have all three of those goalies on the NHL roster next year? I doubt it. Uh, they, they're obviously comfortable with having three goalies on the roster. And I know that the notion of three goalies on the roster is like terrifying to some people, but does it really matter? I don't know. I I think if you have three goalies on your roster, it's not the end of the world, but especially if they're all good, which I don't think the goalies that they have under contract right now are all good, except for Devin Levi, but that remains to be seen. Uh, What they're going to do, they're going to explore an upgrade in that. Are they going to trade for Connor Hellebuck? I highly doubt it. Uh, Are they going to trade for a Carter Hart? Probably not. If if they're going to trade for a guy, it's going to be someone that's going to come cheap and is like a short-term solution. I don't think they're trading for or signing anyone to a long-term deal here. The ideal candidate, I think, is probably a guy like Frederick Anderson mm-hmm. or an anti-Ranta, someone who in the 30s has a ton of experience and you can kind of have as a tandem with Devin Levi and or Ruko Pekalukina. So yeah. I think Anderson's probably the most realistic option, especially I don't know if you saw this or not, but Frederick Anderson's sister signed with the Buffalo Buttes. Yes, I did see that. So I think connecting the dots there, very interesting to see. Does Frederick Anderson want to come to the Buffalo Sabres mm-hmm. to be close to his sister? 
Yeah. Uh, well, did she come over straight from uh, where are they from? Is it Denmark? Denmark. She yeah. went to college in okay. the States. Okay. I forget which it might have been Maine mm-hmm. University of Maine. She might have been at, but very it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Carolina there there's talk that they might bring back both Ronta and uh, Anderson to play with uh, Kachetkov and they might go three goalies next year too. So I, the UFA goalie market is very dry and I'm anticipating like the best guys going back to the teams mm-hmm. that they currently are on like Aiden Hill. I, I just can't see Vegas not bringing him back. And this is assuming that Robin Leonard is done. His career's over and they put him on LTIR by the way. But like the way that he played in the playoffs, I just cannot see Vegas letting him go. I, I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, he's going back. I think Barlamov is going back to the Islanders. Tristan Jari. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to feel about Tristan Jari. What are your thoughts on him? He'll, he'll, he might be available. Uh, well, injury prone. I don't think we need that right now. That would be my, my main concern. Uh, I don't think I'd be interested. There are rumors that Toronto is looking to part with, uh, Matt Murray. So perhaps (laughs) Murray corrects the wrong that he made and says, well, Hey, I'm sorry, guys. Maybe I do want to come play for you. Uh, that's something. Maggers can't be choosers. That's right. That's right. He's any job somewhere. So, uh, maybe that comes to fruition this off season. Maybe he goes to Pittsburgh, Kyle Mm -hmm. Dubas. Yeah. Oh, Uh, Oh, perhaps maybe Dubas says, Hey, goes back there. Mm, Interesting. If they, they, I don't know. Especially if, they do lose Jari. I if I were a betting man, I think the odds-on favorite goalie tandem for Buffalo next year is probably going to be Levi and Lukanen. Mm-hmm. An external addition, I think Frederick Anderson is probably the most likely scenario. I just can't see Buffalo trading any big assets to get a goalie right now. I just can't see it. Well, uh, they're confident with what they've got. And I think if in the worst case scenario, they're probably bringing back what they have. If they go in the direction of the three goalies, here's a guy. If I could be Chris Collinsworth for a minute, who played quite a few playoff games this year. Uh, what about Laurent Brassois? You don't want to get caught in the trap of, well, he played good in the playoffs, so but he doesn't. He's not going to play fifty games, right? But what about bring him in? Uh, he could be your third guy if you want to go down that route. Um, he's been a backup his whole life, so he knows what it's like. This is probably his I best season, I think. I but feel like Laurent, I think Laurent Brassois is a trap. I don't know. I just that'll be the only thing holding me back. Is yeah, perhaps he's a trap. I don't but, know. But I think he has a good rapport. Over the last few years, uh, he was good in Winnipeg. He was good with Vegas. Obviously, he won a lot of playoff games. Um, so before he got injured, uh, he was one of the goalies that got injured for them. So uh, he'll be available, obviously, because they're, yeah. they're going to ride with Thompson and Aiden Hill. 
Uh, he but, wants to go back to Vegas too, though. So who knows what happens there? Well, oh. I mean, that might not be entirely his choice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But other than that, it's 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 very bleak. Unless you go way down the list and want to bring in uh, Strauss Ma- Strauss Mann. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just kidding at this point. I I know this isn't going to be a popular take here. But I'm not saying that this is a good move, but Jonathan Quick. Perhaps. If they they want to do the three goalie kind of deal, Jonathan Quick, he's got three Stanley Cups, kind of another Craig Anderson type role. Obviously, you want someone better than Jonathan Quick, but he showed that on a better team, a better defensive team like Vegas, he played pretty well there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's the break glass in case of emergency kind of guy. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Sabres take like a, we need guys who've won Stanley Cups. Yeah. You have the playoff yeah. experience. And I saw earlier a report from Emily Kaplan saying that Eric Johnson it likely will not be brought back by the Colorado Avalanche. Another guy who won a Stanley Cup. Right-handed defenseman, former number one overall pick, veteran leader that you can kind of maybe not be Owen Powers' partner. He can be the extra defenseman, but the guy who can kind of be that veteran leader if they want to go down that route. See, my thought is like a guy like Jonathan Quick, a guy like Eric Johnson. Those are the the worst case scenario is they just keep the same exact team. They bring everyone back. They don't do anything. That's the worst case. And then slightly above that after worst case is they do bring in another defenseman, another goalie, but they're not the sexy name. It's Jonathan Quick and it's Eric Johnson. Like they just Mm -hmm. bring in a couple veteran leaders who have tons of playoff experience and Stanley Cups on their resume. And then the best case scenario for me, it would be they trade for Brett Pesci they trade for Freddie. They signed Freddie Anderson. That'd be my best case scenario. What about you? What What's your best case scenario? I think I'm with I'm I'm with you on Brett Pesci, but I'm holding out hope. Var, uh, Simeon Varlamov test out free agency. Uh, maybe get him in here quick. I think would be neat as having a name and a veteran presence, but I don't see him getting above productive numbers again that's just not how he's been trending the last few years so uh if he's in the craig anderson role i mean craig anderson was better than him last year uh so uh, unless he's playing far fewer games than anderson did i don't know just looking at his numbers and his age i don't think there's any room for a bounce back there unfortunately uh, but again, to have a guy in the room, I guess it would be nice, but I don't think it's worth it having a guy in the room and to keep, you know, just for the sake of having three goalies. Right. Yeah. Um, they're, so, I think they're past that point of yeah. warm bodies that are just good leaders. I think you want to yeah. get better players mm-hmm. in an ideal world, but I'm not saying that Craig, that, uh, Fred, Sorry, uh, Jonathan Quick and Eric Johnson are the good moves, but I think mm-hmm. those are 
okay, we didn't get this goalie, we didn't get that goalie, but hey, what about Jonathan Quick? Kind of like Eric Comrie last year. Yeah. Okay, we didn't get Matt Murray. We didn't he get could this be better other than guy. Comrie, I think. <laughs> oh, I'd, yeah. I'd rather have Jonathan Quick than Eric Comrie. Yeah. I think Eric Comrie's getting waived. And if anyone's yeah. saying that Comrie's going to get claimed, not happening. There's no way that Eric mm-hmm. Comrie gets claimed. And if he does, see ya. <laughs> I don't know. My best case scenario is is Varlamov. I've been t- yeah. I've been touting that I think since he'd be mid-season. great. I've been touting it for a few months now. I wanted it, so hopefully uh, the stars align and they're interested and can bring him in. I think that it's more likely than not that they're doing a three goalie thing next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for how old is Frederick Anderson? Anderson, 32, 33? He's thirty three. Okay, he's 33. That might be in the one-year deal category. Mm-hmm. Do they sign a guy like Frederick Anderson and kind of do the three-goalie rotation with Anderson, Levi, and Lukanen? Because I think I feel like long-term, their vision is Levi's your starter, Lukanen's your backup. Do they kind of get a guy like Frederick Anderson to be... Because, like, Levi's not going to play 50, 60 games this year. It's just not going to happen. He's mm-hmm. 22 years old. That just doesn't happen. So maybe they bring in Anderson to kind of split the games 50-50 with Devin Levi. Not even 50-50. Lukanen's there. Lukanen plays 15, 20 games, and then they split the rest 50-50 with Levi and Anderson. Kind of mm-hmm. go that route. Let Anderson go at the end of the year. And then I think in their perfect world, Devin Levi is good to be your starter, and Lukinen has developed into a backup that you can trust. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something that might be of interest to the Sabres. Mm-hmm. And having three goalies is never ideal, but I I get the feeling that they don't want to trade Lukinen. I don't know. That's just my gut feeling, and. It, I think the the talk about Eric Comrie being on the team yesterday, I think that's all lip service. I I don't think there's any scenario where Eric Comrie is on the Buffalo Sabres opening night roster unless an injury happens. Uh, yeah, I'm totally with you there. Uh, he'll absolutely not be here. <laughs> or if he, you know, maybe he shows up to camp and just lights out. Who knows? Goalies are like that. So perhaps, but uh hey, hey, that's the point of camp. So I can't say, well, I don't want that to be the determining factor, but that is yeah. the point of it after all. So and if Comrie does show up and is great, bravo. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We we needed that. We needed that last year, my friend. But yeah, anyways. Let's talk about Brett Pesci. Uh yeah. last week on TSN's insider trading segment, uh, Pierre Lebrun talking about how Brett Pesci and the Carolina Hurricanes are talking contract extension. And if the Hurricanes can't come to an extension, they're more likely than not going to look to move him. And Kevin Adams and the Buffalo Sabres are one of probably several teams that would be interested in trading for Pesci. Pesci's a 28 I believe he's 28, 28 years 20, old. Yeah. 28 year old, right-handed defenseman, right-handed. Mm-hmm. 
uh, two-way defenseman, very stout defensively mm-hmm. is the word that you can probably call it. He's been on a very good value contract for the last several years in Carolina. Uh, he'd be perfect. He'd be the perfect addition. He is your own power partner. Yeah. Like dead ringer. He is the, the right deed, your left-handed D, uh, a veteran player that's been nothing but good throughout his career. It would be lovely to have him on this team. And I think just for the fact that he's right-handed shot, he's available. I think Kevin Adams is going to be going hard uh, at, at Brett Pesci. 100%. And obviously Adams is in on everything. He calls about everyone. So right. I, I'm a little weary about like, Oh, the Sabres have called on this guy. Well, they call on everyone. I, I think that's the right. That's the rep that Kevin Adams has at this point. So I hope that they're actually interested in acquiring Pesci. I, I don't know what the cost is. I imagine that it's going to bare minimum. Henry Okiharu is going to have to be in this deal because I don't, if they bring in a guy like Pesci or sign, I don't know, a guy like Dumba, I'm just throwing out names here, not saying it's a good idea or a bad idea. Where does Henry Okiharu fit on this depth chart? I don't know. I feel like if you're trading for Pesci, Yoki Haru's in it, and then you're going to need a prospect and a pick. Something along those lines. Now, I don't think I would... I don't think 13th overall would have to be involved here. But if you're trading for Pesci, you probably want an extension, right? Yeah, I would imagine, and they can give it to him. Yeah, they got the money. What does an extension look like? Damon Severson did a sign and trade with uh, Columbus eight years. Was it seven or eight years? I think it was eight years, 6.25 million. So I don't know if I want to give him that term and that big of a contract, but I'm sure that's what Pesci and his camp are looking at as a comparable here. So mm-hmm. yeah, a Pesci would be perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. That's well, the that's the bar for me. That's what I want. Sometime later in the summer, when we're we have nothing to talk about, um, I think. Uh, and presuming these deals aren't already done, I want to do a little uh, cap friendly exercise where we re-sign Dalene and Power to huge contracts and see when exactly they'll 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 run into trouble. How far down the road? Yeah. Trouble come. Uh, That'd be fun. We'll we'll yeah. definitely do that this we'll summer. We'll do that later on this summer when there's little happening. Mm-hmm. But of course, coming out yesterday, Paul Hamilton uh, saying it. Um, one of a couple people, Lance Zazowski as well. Uh, but Dalene and Power apparently have uh, expressed to Kevin Adams their desire to be here long term. And Chad D. Domenesis of Expected Buffalo stating last week that they're already pretty far down the rabbit hole when it comes mm-hmm. to Erasmus Dowling extension. Uh, mm-hmm. According to him, around the eight-year, $10 million range. So that would make Dowling the third highest paid defenseman in the NHL. So yeah, Power is a tricky extension. I, don't, I really don't know what he's going to get. And if I'm Owen Power, I am not signing a max term deal right now because he's only played one full year. So yeah. typically 
when you're but he's all in power. long term. Yeah, he's all in power. He, if if I'm power, I'm like, okay, give me the Dalene contract, a three year three year deal, and then I'm gonna cash in big in a few years. But mm-hmm. if it look at Samuelson, he signed his extension after barely playing any games too, and mm-hmm. that's already looking like a nice contract. So if they can get their business taken care of this summer with Dalene and Power. That sets you up for great things, and hopefully they get some bargains. That's right. Uh, nail on the head there. Are there any other? Def- <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other defensemen that you're kind of focusing in on for free? Um, whether it's free agents or uh, trades, kind of going back to the Brett Pesci discussion. Uh, well, let me bring up the, no one springs to the top of my mind, but I'll bring up the, um, free agents here. Um, no one springs the top of my mind is cause I don't know, uh, everybody that is available right now or in the, uh, free agent pool. Well, let's see here. I know you mentioned Matt Dumba. That will be interesting. Uh, right-handed shot, of course. Eric Johnson. Uh, that was just decided. I think that they're that he's not coming back. Right. Right. That story just broke. So that would be a good uh, veteran piece and a guy who just came off a, a Stanley Cup win as well. Uh, what would you think? Actually, I did think about this. Is Oliver Ekman Larson worth a flyer? Is he better than Jacob Bryson? Is he better than Riley Stillman? Is he better than Riley Stillman? Right. But do you want I don't a pairing? Know. Do you want a pairing of Ilya Labushkin and OEL? No. I I don't know. I I don't think he's good. Like genuinely. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's good. And like they have they've got Stillman. They've got uh Bryson. They have Clegg. I just I don't see any reason to bring him in. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna get a left left D for the third pair to play with Labushkin, go get like a, a solid upgrade. Yeah. Like a Susie, Carson Susie. That's the kind of defenseman I'm looking for. If I'm like obviously you're bring you want to bring in that right shot D like a Brett Pesci, but mm-hmm. if you're gonna go a step further than that, I want a guy like Carson Susie but I think there's going to be a ton of interest in him. Now, if you want a guy to play opens. with Labushkin, what about Shane Gossespierre? Mm. I don't know. I, he is Ghost, Ghost is good, but I feel like that type of some, defenseman, uh, you have that already. You want yeah. more of like a stay-at-home defenseman almost. Yeah. I, I don't know. I Ghost is good, but... He's not the type of defenseman that I would be looking at. It's a pretty fascinating um, free agency class for defensemen. You know who I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole is Radko Gudis. For some reason, a lot of people piped him up during the playoffs. I think he sucks. I'll be flat out. (laughs) I, 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 I don't see it. It's, it's not what this team needs right now. We don't need more dumb penalties from our defense. Um, I, I think he's, I don't think he serves any value, uh, to what this team is at right now. I think I he think... priced himself out of being like a good under the radar signing the way that he played in the playoffs. So yeah, I, he's I, before the playoffs started, I was like, okay, Gudis is a good idea. But then 
he got gassed up a little bit. Uh, he certainly over the did. Of the playoffs. I think he stays in Florida at the end of the day, though. Because from what I saw in the playoffs, I I don't see why he was even talked about to begin with. It actually made me angry. It made me think he was like one of those guys that people talk about just to talk about, right? Because I thought he was brutal. I thought it would just be like bringing in another Ristolainen type guy. <laughs> I mean, he's Radko Gudis, people. Can we like, like, this isn't directed at anybody in particular, but you know, like, the people who wanted him. Have you watched his career? He's Radko Gunis for a reason. He's a cheap shot artist. He's not known for how he plays. I don't want him on this team. Just plain and simple. I don't think he brings anything. A lot of and he played lousy. Physical, a lot of people want that physical presence. Yeah, well, you have Labushkin and you have Stillman. I think there's enough physicality on this team. There's five guys on the ice at a time, okay? If Gudis plays 17 minutes a game, uh, you know, I I don't think it's that big a deal if that's not on your team. You have five other guys who are on the ice that can take care of that. I don't want him. <laughs> I'll rest <laughs> on that. All right. Well, I pray that uh, Radkudis is not on this team on July first because uh, well, actually, it'd be, I think it'd be kind of interesting to see your rant if they did bring him in so i don't think i, I feel like we haven't had a we haven't had a good luke rant in a very long time uh, well hey i did find the video i made of jack eichel uh, remember a few years ago the, yeah. the jack eichel loves buffalo video i did uh-huh. make i found that in my google drive while searching oh my through God. It. so i do still have that but no do i don't we, are we able to play that on here uh we can but i'd, I'd have to go back and find okay. it uh, yeah. next episode we'll we'll play it yeah, maybe that I'll was, post it again. I feel like we were ahead of the time on the Eichel Oh, we were. I mean, talk. I think we saw it coming down the pipeline yeah. for a while. but Well before the neck surgery stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, good times. That's right. Um, did you want to get into questions or? Before we get into questions, uh, draft stuff. We'll talk about the draft a little bit. Yeah. Uh, do you have, a, I know you're not the biggest draft guy. Is there anyone that you're kind of focusing in on that you're hoping for? Uh, well, I'm hoping Mitchkov slides to us. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. That's cause that seems to be the prevailing storyline right now. Yeah. I think I'm hoping for a defenseman and listening to Jerry Fortin, Sabres director of amateur scouting talk yesterday with Kevin Adams. I would be kind of surprised if they don't pick a defenseman. And he was like, I'm shocked. I was, he was said that he was shocked to see like some mock drafts where there's no defenseman going in the top 10. And if you look back at every draft since like 2003, a defenseman always goes in the top 10, always, even if they don't deserve it, someone is going to go in the top 10. Probably. I am willing to bet two defensemen go in the top 10. NHL GMs are going to NHL GM, right? Yeah. Especially like, like Reinbacher, he's not going to see 13th overall. I think that Sandy and Pelica is probably gone before Buffalo and most likely Tom Villander or Dmitry Simishev also are gone. One of those two are probably gone by the time Buffalo is up to. So I'm assuming that three, maybe four defensemen are off the board before Buffalo's picking. Uh, my dream, I want Dmitry Simashev, six foot four, two hundred plus pound Russian defenseman. That's a big boy. 
left-handed shot. He can skate supremely well. He, he looks like a Russian Rasmus Dahlin out there. He, mm. He's phenomenal. Mm. He, he's really good. Uh, I really want him. Uh, Tom Willander, he's a Swede. Uh, not the biggest guy. He's like six foot, uh, but he's doesn't. He's not small, but he's not huge like Simishev. But he's he had a really good under 18s for Team Sweden. He's gonna go to Boston University next year. Also, he's been a huge riser. Gotta keep in mind the Sabers put a gigantic emphasis on the world under 18s. So him, Axel Sandin, Pelika, two big contributors for team Sweden at the U 18s. I feel like those two guys could be candidates. I think Sandy Pelica will probably be gone though. So those are kind of the three defensemen that would make sense for pick 13. As far as forwards go, Oliver Moore, uh, center for the U S national team development program. I really like him. Phenomenal skater, really good two way center. Uh, he'd be perfect. I think if in a perfect world, if they're going forward, I want Oliver Moore. If you're going defenseman, I want Dmitry Simishev. Those are my two guys. I just can't believe how young these prospects are getting. <laughs> we are yeah. 23, 24 years old now, and Simishev is 18 and was born right before Ovechkin was drafted. So like next year there's going to be guys who or that he, he was born after. I think Ovechkin was drafted in 04, but um next year there's going to be guys who were born like after Ovechkin and Crosby started their career. That's crazy. You know, like for us the icons for us growing up were Crosby and Ovechkin. For these guys, is it still Crosby and Ovechkin, or, or, or who is it? Is it going Good to Lord. be McDavid? I McDavid guess David I guess it could still be Crosby and Ovechkin, just because they were still like nine years old in yeah. 2014. So those guys were in their primes, but it's getting weird where we're getting to that point where these prospects are going to have. It's not always going to be my favorite player growing up was. Sidney Crosby, you know, mm-hmm. pretty soon it's gonna be my favorite player growing up was Connor McDavid. I feel like that's already starting to happen. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, creepy. Yeah, because well, yeah, because well, what he would have been thirteen. You know, oh my god, well, I was it rewatching was the the twenty twenty two draft, the Sportsnet coverage yeah. of it the other day, and Matthew Savoy was an Oilers fan growing up. Oh. And Carolyn Cameron was like, oh, you were big Oilers fan celebrating when Connor McDavid was drafted by the Oilers. How does this feel? Comparison, something like that. So like Savoy grew up watching Connor McDavid. He probably yeah. idolized the guy. So also wait, I wanna see something. I want to look up Matt Savoy on hockey prospects. Um just want to see. So oh, okay, so he was born in 04, right? Man, yeah. so he doesn't even remember the Oilers Cup run, probably. Right. That's weird. Mm-hmm. That's just really weird. Like, I remember that. And now there's guys in the league that 
isn't time weird? That's pretty much what I'm saying. Isn't it weird how <laughs> how time goes on? Yes. That people keep getting born. I sound like an idiot right now, but it's just, <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. That's it's wild. Um, I had something I wanted, a video. I wanted, one second, let me, I don't know if you can hear that going off, but let me turn that off. Okay. I had a video I wanted to play before we, we, we wrapped up or got into questions here. Okay. If this is the time I can do it. Um, did you see the clip of, you know, Bill Burr, comedian? Yes. Did you see the clip of him on the Red Sox broadcast making a Lindy Ruff joke? I did see that. Actually, I didn't know that was <laughs> so, Bill Burr, though. I, I'm I'm going to share this anyway, just so our our watchers and listeners can uh, catch this. This is from the uh, the Nesson broadcast, um, but I think it's 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 pretty great. It's Bill Burr just making a random Lindy Ruff joke, and our listeners will be able to um to to hear it too. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring it up here, show it on stream, and uh, we'll just uh, we'll give us a listen. I think it's pretty funny. It's like he's leaning on a signpost, calling the game. So Castro will go to the game Jeez, to play. He's low. got enough pads on. He looks like Lindy Ruff. <laughs> it's an NHL reference from 40 years ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm old enough to get it. So it this ex-NHL player told me what his nickname was. It was uh, Lindy on the road, rough at home. He was a gentleman in your building, but at home the stick would come up. Back in the yard. Back in the yard, yeah. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) I had no idea that was Bill Burr. (laughs) Lindy Ruff, the uh I guess he was a crowd pleaser. He tried he he stirred stuff up at home. (laughs) Uh, But how weird is that? I mentioned Is he a Sabres fan? No, Bill Burr is firmly (laughs) a New Englander. He's a big sports fan, though, so, so I'm not strange. I'm not shocked he uh, knows a little bit about Lindy Ruff's playing career. <laughs> I thought we should share it. That's uh, courtesy of Nesson. And also give uh, that Twitter account a follow. That was posted by Buffalo Hockey Moments. They post, like, yeah. every goal as it happens. Um, so, yeah, their last actual, like, tweet before this, I think, was April 14th. Krebs making it five two against Columbus. All so, right. give them a Good follow stuff. at at Sabers plays. Uh, questions? You want to bring that up? Yeah, questions. Uh, where do we get most of them? Were they sent? Oh God, they're everywhere. They're on my page. They're on your page. Um, yeah, I tagged. Holy moly! I tagged our show Twitter account and also you, so you should be okay. able to see them. Uh, let me see here. Let me go. Oh right. Yeah, duh. Okay, yeah, I'll go to the original. I'll go to your tweet. Yeah. All right. Um, first one from William Wertheim. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, is it just me or are we fans in parentheses too eager to trade UPL away? It was his first full year in the league playing behind arguably the worst defense in the league. Well, isn't the pretty option. I'd rather stick with him than go out and get yet another unproven fringe starter. Um, yeah, I think I'm with you, William. Uh, I'm with you. Um, I've been critical of him too, but it, it's best right now to stick with him. Um, he'll be splitting time anyway with with Levi. So it's going to be an exciting tandem if they go that way no matter what. Um, but I, I, I do, and I'm guilty of this too. I do think maybe... Some folks might be jumping the gun on um, 
trading him, right? Like, I don't think, I don't know if he'd be the guy that's traded uh, here as the offseason has gone on. I think I've changed my stance on that. Um, But, yeah, I think maybe some folks are um, a little little too eager just because part of it is because we we got that small taste of winning again for the first time in a while. And some might see that as purge all the weaklings, right? Purge everybody that isn't productive. I think that, yeah, maybe we've become a little eager to move on from him, but he he was up and down last year. That's for sure. Like he had his good stretches. He has horrible stretches, but I think given the season the Sabres had last year and it's time to win. And obviously they're not going to move on from Levi. If there's an upgrade to be made, you're upgrading Lucan. You're upgrading Comrie. So I don't think it's really saying much about Lucan. And it's they really like Levi and we want to do better than Lucan. So mm-hmm. maybe they go the three goalie route. But get, judging by the goalies that likely will be available on the free agent market, like 75% of them, I think I would almost prefer to roll the dice and just hope that Lukanen turns out to be something good because a lot of the guys like Martin Jones had a okay year kind of bounce back mm-hmm. but like I'd rather just roll with Lukanen than go sign Eric Comrie 2.0 or get some retread like Yaro Halak or <laughs> Martin Jones or that German guy what's his name Grice like I don't I don't well, want any of those guys league yeah, he, he was he, he was on the Blues last year. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> so I, had I, no idea. I don't want a retread like that where they've been around forever, like little to no success, and or like Joey Decord. Joey Decord is oh, the new Eric Comrie. He's is, he's the new Eric Comrie. He's he, very why? good AHL year. Yeah, because I think he is in a similar situation as Comrie was. I think he's going to be a group six free agent because he hasn't played enough NHL games. It's phenomenal in the AHL with Coachella Valley, went to the finals, lost in game seven. He could walk away and he's the new Eric Comrie. I don't want Car- I don't want Carter Hutton 2.0. Alex Lyon is Carter Hutton 2.0. I don't yeah. want Eric Comrie 2.0, like a Joey Decord. Like they might be good, but I'm not taking the chance. I have, have to do all they can to avoid the goalie version of Villaleno is <laughs> hearing and what I am observing by looking at who's available. Yeah, I think Frederick Anderson makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Antti Ranta, whoever doesn't... Whoever the odd man kept, out is. Whoever isn't kept by Carolina if yeah. one of them ends up testing free agency. But I, like I said, I think it's more likely than not that they go with three goalies again next mm-hmm. year, whether it's Comrie, Lucan and Levi, or bring a guy in Lucan and Levi. I, they're going to bring in a guy for like one or two years and go from there. Yeah. All right, William, thank you very much. Uh, good to see you in our, in our replies again. Uh, the next one is from Joe, uh, Based on your draft list and McKenzie's recent rankings, do you see Buffalo trading back based on the available the available depth at 13? P.S. Been listening to you guys for a while. Keep up the great stuff. Thank you very much, Joe. Appreciate Thank you. that. 
Thank you. Uh, Joe, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take that one. I think they're going to stay put at 13. Uh, I did tweet out a list of guys who I think could be potential options at pick 13. Let me pull that up really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while he's doing that, Joe, thank you very much for continuing um, to listen while also knowing that I am not a draft guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I put together a brief little list that I'm like, like you said before, Mitch Cobb would be great. For my opinion, Zach Benson would be great. Those are two guys who are very much wild cards. Uh, Benson, undersized, but super talented, good two-way f- player. Played with Matt Savoy in Winnipeg. Nobody knows where this guy's going because of his size. Similar situation to Matt Savoy last year. Probably could have gone in the top five, but slid out because he's little. And Matt Vaymichkov as well. So I put those two guys in their own category. Are they likely to be there at 13? Probably not, but if they are, it'd be great. Uh, Oliver Moore would be my primary forward target. Dmitry Simashev would be my primary defensive target. And I also listed Edward Shala, Matthew Wood, Tom Villander, and Axel Sandin Pelica as likely options at pick 13. Kevin Adams hasn't traded back yet. Uh, He has traded up for J.J. Paterka uh, in his first draft, but we haven't seen him trade back yet. And, you know, they do put an emphasis on analytics and the analytical thing to do. Uh, You see that with, like, Carolina, Toronto did it under Dubas quite a bit, trading back, getting more picks. The Sabres have a ton of picks, so I could see them trading back if they like a guy like, I don't know, Quinton Musty, Daniel Boot. Uh, those guys have been kind of linked to the Sabres a little bit, but you don't really see them at pick 13 in the rankings very much. So maybe if they like a guy and they think they can trade back a little bit, recoup some assets, you can see them doing that. But I think they probably stay put at pick 13. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Joe, for the question. Uh, next, a uh, frequent um, a frequent listener, frequent question asker, asker as well, Flexon Mobile, one of my favorite names to uh, see in our replies. Who are your top three offer sheet candidates this mm. offseason? And also, who will the top three teams in the Atlantic be in 2025? Oh, great question. Man, I'm trying to pull up a list of RFAs right now. I don't think the Sabres are going to do an offer sheet, but I think just in general offer sheet candidates, let's take mm-hmm. a look at that. Yeah. Alex Debrinket, I think might be number one because he's given Ottawa a very hard time. I think he's trying. It's almost like he's sending hints around the league. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm, offer sheet me. I'm, I'm not free. crazy. Yeah. This place. yeah. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, not, I don't think he's too keen on going back to Winnipeg. He's not keen at all. He, he wants yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And maybe he won't be off sheet because, well, I mean, hey, well, hey, you know, no, no, no. Wait a minute now. He could be number one because Winnipeg is poised to blow everything up. Yeah. Someone, I think he, that, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. If, if someone offers him eight, $9 million, if you're the Jets, you probably take the picks, right? You oh, take yeah. The compensation. Definitely. So that's essentially the same as trading him. 
and what you'd get for trading him. Um, hell, it's probably more than what you get for trading him. So you got to remember offer sheets, picks are not protected. Uh, so if you offer sheet a guy and you can win the draft lottery from that, yeah. depending on where you go. Well, yeah. See, imagine if Montreal does it or something. Well, maybe yeah. that, that might bar a team like Montreal from doing it, but, um, that is, that's, that's a name. Uh, honestly, there's not, I, I, I can't find a third possible one on your okay, Andre done. Miller. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Kendra the Rangers Miller. don't have a ton of capped base. Mm-hmm. He'd, if the Sabres were to offer sheet anyone, Ke'Andre Miller is is the guy for me. What, what about you say? Well, hey, they don't have a lot of cap space. What about Alexis Lafreniere? Oh, that's interesting. It's crazy how fast time has moved that yeah. he's available now. See, I don't think DeBrinket or Dubois will get to the point where an offer sheet would even happen. I think they're both going to get moved on draft day. I have a goalie for you. We're bringing up more than three names here, but there actually are some. Gustafson? Names. No, Jeremy Swayman. Oh, yeah. Swayman and Gustafson are mm-hmm. interesting, too. Yeah. Gustafson came out of nowhere this year. Yeah. Uh, look, look how dumb Ottawa looks. Really? Yeah. Seriously. And that might be a case to hold on to Uko Pekalukinen, too. Yeah. Because yep. at this point, because Gustafson was a 2016 draft pick, Lukin is a 2017 draft pick. So next year, Relative to each other, 27 next year would be the same developmental year as Gustafson was for yeah. Lukanen. So I, that's a case to hold on to him, I guess. I Yeah, I think of all these, though, Dubois and Debrinket are probably 1A, 1B in my eyes. Yeah, Miller would probably be third. Yeah. And one of the goalies too. I think if you want to get Jeremy Swayman, Swayman they don't have any. They don't have money available. Yeah, they yeah. have to do something. They just re-signed uh, Brandon Bussey to one-year contract. Yeah. So that could be them preparing, or it could be them still just completely not related. He's a depth. Allmark guy. is Allmark get moved? Mm, Matt Grizzle I don't know. probably gets moved. They aren't. They aren't keeping both those goalies though. I don't think it's right possible unless. I don't know. Does Bergeron retiring take any money off the books? The thing is, Bergeron and Krejci, they're because they, they signed back? over 35 contracts. They, they signed a one year contract. They have bonus overage. I think there's like $4 million worth of cap penalties Ooh. because Bergeron and Krejci hit their bonuses. Okay. So the Bruins, they have, they have a lot of holes to fill and not enough cap space. Like they probably mm-hmm. have enough money to re sign. Swayman himself, and they won't. They have so many holes to fill. So, mm-hmm. like, do they trade Matt Grizzlick? Do they trade Taylor Hall? They want to bring back Tyler Bertuzzi. There's lots of moves to be made there. So, Bruins are going to be interesting. One more name: Vince Dunn is an RFA, but Seattle's going to throw big bucks at him. He's not oh, going yeah. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, now uh, second part of mm-hmm. uh, Flexon's question was. Who will be the top three teams in the Atlantic in 2025? So let's go 2020. Let's go 2025. 2024. Okay. Let's go 2024, 2025 season. So season after this. Two uh, years from now. Yeah. Um, I'm tempted to keep Toronto in there. I was just going to say, tell me what's happening with Toronto because if they're losing Austin Matthews. Yeah. What do you, I don't Like if they don't have Austin Matthews. 
good luck. But I, I feel like they're going to end up keeping their core guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you you can continue, and I'll give mine. I could see Florida continuing in upward momentum. Yeah. And not to be a homer, but it's very hard not to do this, considering if they won a few more games, they would have been top three this year, uh, the Sabres. Mm-hmm. That's in no particular order, by the way. But I mean, the Sabres could have been in the in the lightning spot this year if they won a few more games on that eight game losing trip, losing streak, yeah. and didn't <laughs> blow a few games. There it is. The eight games come up again. Uh, but no, I think the Sabres they'd be there already. So I think there's no reason if you continue to go upward um, that they won't be in the top three. So no particular order. Sabres, Leafs, Panthers. I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to go Buffalo, Toronto, Ottawa, and no particular mm. order. A first, a first round matchup of Toronto and Ottawa would be wonderful. Yeah. I, I think Ottawa, they've got a lot of good young pieces. And once they get this all figured out, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, I know everyone likes to crap on Ottawa for trying to get good players, but. Man, they have good players. Once they figure it out, they're going to be really good. And I don't think Toronto is going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think Boston is going to trail off. Uh, Florida, I think that their cap situation is going to be very interesting to maneuver here. So, mm-hmm. But I don't think they're going to drop off the face of the earth by any means. And I think Tampa is going to start. You're going to start to see them trail off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Detroit, I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that Steve Eiserman going into his fifth year as Detroit Red Wings GM is going to just kind of sit pat and not do whatever he can to make the playoffs. That's another big thing with the Sabres here. You got to remember other teams are also going to try and get better. So that puts, I, I don't think it puts pressure on Kevin Adams himself, but you got to remember, Ottawa's in their playoff drought. Detroit's in their playoff drought. Both of them, they tried last year. Buffalo got the upper hand. Are yep. Detroit and Ottawa going to make another kick at the can here to try and improve? And if it actually works, what happens to Buffalo? That said, passed? though, I think there's the Sabres have a clearer direction than the Lightning. Right. Not the Lightning, I'm sorry, than the Red Wings. I uh, The Red Wings don't do anything for me right now. Mm-hmm. Well, if they get to brink it. What, what yeah. if they get to Brinkett and Hellebuck? Are they, okay, then are they, they making be, the playoffs? Then they might be top three in the Atlantic this season. I think. yeah, yeah. Um, but especially with Hellebuck, they're both they're both Michigan guys. Mm-hmm. I don't. They have the assets to. They have four first round picks. They have two firsts this year, two firsts next year, three high seconds this year, and I believe just one second next year. So they have lots of picks. They you know, easily trade for Debrinket and Alibuck easily. Obviously for our sake, I don't like it, but the NHL playoffs are better when Detroit is in them. Right. And I think it, it, it would be cool to see Hellebuck 
there just because I don't know. I'd like to see Detroit back in, but not at our expense, of course. But listen, they had that twenty-five year playoff streak. Yeah, they can afford another. Year they can, and you know, I say this, and it's almost like I'm, 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 I, I'm kind of still sick of them because of how long they were in the playoffs for and how boring they were all those years. But uh, yeah, playoffs are better when when they're in. So hopefully they can get better, but not at our expense. Hopefully it'll be, um, see the, 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 the mantra has to be, uh, it's not so much that I succeed. Others should fail. Uh, that has to be the Sabres mantra. I want to see a Sabres senators rivalry, mm-hmm. like a proper rivalry. It seemed like we were starting to see a little bit of a Sabres lightning rivalry. Sabres lightning. Sabres yeah. Ottawa was kind of brewing a little bit last year mm-hmm. too. You had, uh, I mean, right from the first game of the season, Austin Watson yeah. and Jeff Skinner on a hot mic with one of the greatest chirps of all time I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it's trending that direction. I think there were a few times where there's some nasty scuffles. So, yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm for it. We have one more question. One more question from Buffalo Sports Fan 35. What do you think the market for Victor Olsen will be if you were the GM? What would you be targeting as the return? Thank you, Buffalo Sports Fan 35. We very uh, much glossed over the fact that mm-hmm. Victor Olsen is expecting a trade, according to Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News. I immediately uh, think second round pick and a prospect. I just give me a pick. Really? Second round pick. Yeah. Second or third. Someone might overpay for goal scoring, yeah. you know. Someone is listen. He he had a terrible year last year, and he still still scored twenty eight goals. <laughs> so, someone will give up something of value for him. Like a lot of people just think that he's going to command like a fourth or a fifth round pick, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, someone will give up a second or a third round pick for him. And you know what? Hey, use that pick to move up in the draft. Do you like a guy like Quinton Musty? Mm-hmm. Maybe you package oh the pick that you get for Victor Olofsson and you move up. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like that. I feel like he's Maybe gonna some get them folks, something okay. Yeah, some folks might think second a prospect is wishful thinking, but I tend to think that NHL GMs get desperate and don't make the wisest decisions sometimes. And they might see his goal scoring numbers and be like, well, it's worth it, whatever. My fear is Victor Olofsson goes to another team like Carolina say mm-hmm. what if he what if he's in the Brett Pesci deal uh yeah. he goes there because you know who knows if Max Pacioretty how long he'll take if there's concerns there with his injuries right maybe they view him as a replacement goal scoring wise uh my fear is he'll go there and just rip it become, up he'll become Reinhardt Eichel or O'Reilly and destroy and become like a 40 goal scorer <laughs> and so that's my concern with uh with him because that's how things work around here do you think there's any way that they don't trade him no is there any scenario where victor olofsson is on the team in training camp he certainly does feel like a relic of a bygone era right he feels like part of the old guard yeah it's a contract year too is he gonna score 40 this year yeah 
Yeah, that's true. Like, do they hold do they on to him? For that? Mm-hmm. Do they hold on to him thinking, okay, this guy's going to be motivated? See, that and... could work in their favor, though, in, in if they trade him, right? Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if GMs think that way. Well, hey, he's motivated. He'll come in, score 40 goals because he knows we want to pay him. You know, so, hey, I don't know. We, you know. we don't know what these GMs talk about. It's It's a fascinating idea. Because guys always do well in contract years. Yeah, so, and you got to remember, ever since the emergence of Tage Thompson, like his spot on that power play is gone mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Like if he is the go-to trigger man on another team's power play, he's gonna score. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's like just when Eichel was here, mm-hmm. they, they got tons of goals. He had a great player dishing him the puck, and he's gonna find the back of the net. So if he goes to a team like the Islanders or Carolina, where there's See, opportunity Carolina, there. with with the smoke around Pesci, that might be a thing that can happen. Yeah. Maybe Olofsson and how much is Olofsson making right now? I feel like it, he's just below $5 million, So him and Pesci are pretty They're pretty similar. Comparable. I think Pesci's 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. I think Olofsson's 4.75. So it'd be okay. essentially a wash. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe what if it's a one for one? Could you imagine that? A one for one? Oh god, that would be wilder beautiful. things have happened. Yeah. Rasmus Ristolainen and got a first, a second, and Robert. Yeah, Hattie, so exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Buffalo Sports Fan 35, thank you for that question. I hope we didn't get your hopes up too much, but listen, expect, NHL GMs expect are... less. And if you got anything more, you'll be happy. That's right. NHL GMs are a wild beast. That's for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a second. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our expectations are between a second round pick and Brett Pesci. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, did you have anything else to wrap up on? No. Uh, that's all I have. Uh, well, but I, think- I, I hope yeah. to be back in town for draft day. I, I hope that we can do a nice live podcast, a uh, draft watch along with our mm-hmm. listeners, hopefully get some guests on. Uh, but yeah, I'll have more clarity on that in the coming days. Yeah. Well, uh, have fun on your trip. Thank you. Of course. Uh, I have one thing I want to mention. It's about my, my personal life. Okay. Okay. I, I don't tweet about this stuff. Um, just cause like, I think I, I don't like the idea of putting this stuff out there. Like, just the the optics of it because it's weird sharing this kind of stuff with essentially strangers right that's what i mean i love my followers i love them and i think i would be friends with a lot of them if we met in real life some of them i might i do consider friends but i didn't put this out there in the public only on facebook where i'm friends with like family and stuff but uh my dad went into roswell tuesday afternoon to have some lumps removed from his lung. Uh, they also wound up, wound up taking out some lymph nodes. Um, it was cancer that they took out. Uh, it was a four-hour procedure. That was it, So it ended on Tuesday night around 6.30. He is home today. Wow. Oh, that's they, good. They told him recovery. Or they told him he could be in the hospital anywhere from three to five days recovering. He's already home. Wow. So I was thinking, oh, I'll go up tomorrow before work and visit him. Oh, I could just stop by his house. Visit him. So how about that? How crazy is that? He's wow, that that's good call, news. But... Happy yeah, for you. Yeah, so 
I just wanted to throw that out there so when I look back, I can say I acknowledge my dad. And um, if you know anybody who smokes, kick their ass. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Um, but uh, no, so he sounds great. Everything's great. So Good. it was a long process, but it's over with now. So there we go. Awesome news. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, with that, we will uh, wrap up. If you're with us for the whole one hour and 25 minutes, thank you very much. Uh, I'm Luke. He's Joe. Draft day is next week. We might be talking to you then. Until then, though, until next time, whatever that may be. Goodbye. <laughs>